0: Welcome into Primetime TV Show. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly, and with me is Dennis Kelly. Are you awake? Are you sure? (laughs) I just had to do that. (laughs) Okay, now it's your turn to get back at you. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. So here we are back again. And we're going to be talking about some uh, interesting things today on Primetime. We do have uh, another martial artist that is going to be joining us in a couple of weeks, Mr. Lee Burgess. You know Lee. Yes, I do. Your uh, sparring partner from many years ago. And one of the reasons why we're going to have Lee on the show, um, he couldn't make it today or last week, but he is going to be coming in a couple of weeks, is uh because a martial artist is very special in its own right. And the reason why I say that is we were having discussion over the weekend about the authentic martial artist and what that actually means and how to live the martial way. That is how we live is the martial way. And I wanted to ask you to kind of define the authentic martial artist so that our viewers would understand what we're talking about living the martial way.
1: Well, when somebody talks about a martial artist, by the way, martial in English means war. Right. And where the regular martial artist will declare war on his opponent, Uh, you think of the person competing or protecting themselves. But one of the key things about the word martial, the war can be against other people or other things for self-protection. But the main thing is the war that we, as a martial artist, really needs to favor because everything you know about it is a matter of repetition of good uh, personal habits and things like that, is to declare war on disease, declare war on, on indifference, declare war on negativism, declare war on self-esteem. And in other words, really work all those areas because a true martial artist not this typical dime store black belt but a real true martial artist is a warrior inside and outside in other words they are the people that you can really depend on because the word is the word they they have a high degree of balance between empathy balance and ego drive almost a perfect balance And that is a big thing because if you have, take ego drive and empathy balance, for example. Empathy balance is meaning that you have a good feeling about people, about things, and a good balance in handling problems, difficulties, and things like that. And the person that has, what would I say? The person that has Ego drive, that's too much. Ego drive, e, your ego is your self-pride. There's nothing wrong with having having a little bit of pride. But the key thing is when that becomes predominant in your thinking and your doing, then there's a lot of setbacks with that. So having that ego drive and empathy balance, balanced properly, it's amazing what a person can do and do it effectively and with fun and, and with inspiration and and so on.
0: Well, and what I'm hearing from you is consistency. In consistency in everything you do. And I've heard that all my life as far as being consistent when you're raising families, when you're raising children, is being consistent in your word. When you say what you mean, mean what you say and and you don't go back on your word because that is not a good thing to do when raising kids and it's similar to that of a martial artist is consistency because when you guys get into the ring and I know that you it's it's not you know when you hear about a competition with a martial artist and getting in the ring and fighting 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 well, It's not necessarily the fact that you're going in there to create violence. You're in there for point karate. That's what my husband holds a six-time world title in the martial arts, in men's fighting karate. And it took consistency in your life ever since I can remember walking your talk on a regular basis every single day, saying what you mean, meaning what you say, going and working out at the gym, doing your protein drinks, eating the way you've been eating all these years. And there is a consistency in that and yeah, there's pride in that most definitely. It's almost like we want to we want to compete in life with ourselves to get that trophy, that invisible trophy that that really resides inside of us that that self authenticity that we work so hard at, at just being a really good human being, doing the right thing, do one to others, and all those things that so many are lacking in the world today. And that's why we wanted to talk about living the martial way, whether you're in the ring or not competing, but living the martial way in business and in our personal life. I'm only a, a yellow belt martial artist. I am a black belt in shopping though, that my husband <laughs> will say, but I do live the martial way. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely you do. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the, the, the real crux of it is that if you're a true martial artist, a true martial, uh, martial arts is a metaphor for life in a sense. Yes. But a true martial artist is somebody you can depend on, somebody you, you know would keep a secret if you needed them to keep a secret, would have honor and respect not only for other people, but for themselves too. Yes, yes. And when people think of a martial art, they see somebody kicking and punching and and kicking butt. But that's only a small part of it. A very small part of it. It's having that person inside of you, the champion inside of us. It doesn't matter whether you want to be a CEO of a company, want to be considered a champion dad, a champion mother, everything should be a goal that you work towards. But never, never, Set goals as these things that you have to be perfect. Yes. It's the journey, not -hmm. the destination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep improving, you are a success one day at a time. Having goals. The goals, of course, should be based on the mind, the body, and the emotions. That's right. Not just the material things, because material things alone. The, that's just a reward for a job well done.
0: And they go off to the wayside very, very quickly. Oh,
1: absolutely. People get hooked on that. And it's the character inside that makes really the big difference. What people can say, or oh, when somebody leaves your presence, how do they feel about themselves? That's it. When they leave your presence, mm-hmm. that person should feel better about themselves. Of if they leave your presence and, you don't, and, and they don't feel better about themselves, you're not a true martial artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you have to be frank with people and, and, and a discussion that makes them feel a little bit uneasy and uncomfortable and they walk away feeling uneasy and uncomfortable. Sometimes that's necessary because not that they're easy, feeling easy and not at ease and not comfortable with themselves. It's because, in other words, because of you. They feel uneasy and uncomfortable about themselves because of the things that they're doing and not doing. So sometimes you have to—I call it tough love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's a little bit different than than the other thing we we're talking sure,
0: about. Sure, sure. Well, I think today uh, and in business, too many times there's a lot of sugarcoating going on, and I think you all know what I mean by that—in not bringing out the true honor, the true authenticity, and just downright honesty in sharing with others, because if you're out there and just kind of painting a picture without the honesty, then it eventually explodes in real life, whether you're raising a family or you're out there trying to do a business in the community. It, It, that's why I just, I love the martial way because of the honor. I'll bet you can count a number of martial artist friends, black belts, In all the years that you have been competing and running into um, these guys when you show up at the US Open at age 78 and take a world championship, I tell you, that was a day that I will never ever forget. But the honor that was shown to you with little guys and teenagers wanting to take pictures and selfies with you, that is true, much respect living the martial way and some of these people didn't even know you but they heard of you and your humility and just your your yes you have that inner pride for yourself but you aren't the, one of those pompous you-know-whats, as, and there are those out there. Like you say sometimes, the, the dime store martial artists. So that just made me kind of laugh when you said that the other day. I didn't really know what that meant. But a true martial artist walks in his shoes and talks and lives it day in and day out. And I, you've heard me say that many times about my husband, not just because he's my husband. But I live with this man day in and day out. I don't know that I can ever walk in your shoes.
1: I, I try, but... Well, my shoes are too big for me, dear. You're <laughs> drowned
0: in my shoes. But I, I, you're such a great mentor for me, and have been. And now you're a mentor for our little JD, our little grandson. And he he's just kind of enamored by you. He just, he's fascinated by you, which is very cool. We only have how many seconds? Just a few seconds. 30 seconds, that's it already. So we're gonna take a brief little time out. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Marshall way and some of the things that really work for us in our personal and our business life. So we want you to stay right there, call a friend or a neighbor, have them come on with the show. We'll be right back after this.
2: At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Primetime TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly, and with me right here is little Miss Mimi Dog, and she decides to come along because she likes looking at herself on the camera. (laughs) And with me is my husband and best friend, Dennis Kelly. We are talking about living the Marshall way and I'm going to ask you a very loaded question that I know you'll be able to answer so that we can all understand it. And that is having all the trophies that we have in our trophy room slash office at our villa, what was it that you had to do, the discipline that you had to instill in yourself to, be, to become this champion of champions all these years? I can't i mean it's mind-boggling for me to even think of where to begin What was the first thing you had to do when you decided well, i want to compete i want to be the best i can be
1: well the the big thing there is the why has to be important enough the big w the big why because if the why is not important enough you're not going to see through the discipline that it takes to be a good warrior a warrior of of many different forms and the, the the more that that why excites you when you think about it the more chances of getting that end result of the why because as I've said so many things thoughts are things the three words thoughts are things so the things that you need to be thinking about are the things that are going in other words thinking about the futures already here in the present that's important. And then you have to stay motivated. You have to have a reason. The why. I keep going back to that why. has to be big enough. Then you have to set up a belief system that's based on the why. In other words, that, that gives you all the things that you need to make the why possible and feasible and believable. Because most people don't believe in themselves. That's the first thing is you have to build a good self-image. The self-image is so important. Your performance will be in direct proportion to your self-image. Dr. Maxwell Maltz wrote a great book called Psycho-Cybernetics. And he was a plastic surgeon that turned into a psychologist because he saw that when they did work on certain people and they were more beautiful than they were, they still had the same ugliness. They still looked themselves as being ugly. So that fascinated him. So he did a lot of research and found out that people that are beautiful on the outside through plastic surgery or whatever, it still doesn't affect their inside so much. There are cases where it does, but in in a lot of cases, that doesn't change the person. So the person must be motivated from the inside, and that why must be exciting to them. And the, the why also, you have three areas that you really work on improving, is the mind is the map, the body is the vehicle, And the spirit is the fuel the emotions and it's that triplication of those three things working on like the each one i think of the ball the one in the air in other words you think of like juggling and you want to keep your eye on the ball in the air which if it's the mental thing that you're a little bit weak on this week or next week or last week then find out why in other words that needs to be strengthened or then it might be the physical part you might be sickly you might need to take better care of yourself mm-hmm. from the vitamin mm-hmm. standpoint of supplements or eat better And then there's the emotional part and that part is so important because when you control the emotions you control just about every outcome in your life and the key thing is to have a control of your emotions To the point where you can call upon whatever emotion you need to solve that challenge like a great book written by anna weiss the high performance mind high performance mind is one that can reach that state of consciousness that is most beneficial and desirable for any given circumstance think about how remarkable that could be that is is possible for anybody to do is to be to have a part of you that you can pull out any emotion to fit any given situation. There is. And that, of course, is what we call internal power, eternal spring. Like attention is the greatest thing that the, the high performance warrior will have to go by attention. You have to develop concentration. And once you do those things, Develop focus and concentration. You know what your goals need to be. And you're motivated. And the why is really big. All that fits together. The, the how will come. People get stuck on the how. How, how am I going to do that? How am I going to be that world champion? See, the hows, you don't need to have it. Just have the whys and the how will come.
0: So, I know what you're thinking. What is his why, right? So I'm going to ask you. What was your why that pulled this all together? Well, my why changed.
1: And you need to allow that to change because we, we grow with working on the why.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Like, for example, I want, when I was a dance instructor, I wanted to be a, a national champion, world champion dancer. I wanted to be that good. And I had to have my why I had to be big enough So I had many different reasons. And then once I become a champion dancer, then I shifted my sense of values to other things to become then a champion martial artist. Because those things fit life so beautifully because everything is a dance everything you look at nature the leaves falling from the tree the trees blowing seeing the beautiful little animals life is a a beautiful dance it is it truly
0: is and it's a beautiful way to look at life as well and so you encompassed your whys even though they may have changed right and you were able to achieve all this and you've actually shared some of your whys in past shows like the, the girlfriend that broke up with you because you couldn't dance, there was a big why oh, yeah, for yeah. learning how I, to dance, I right? I,
1: I thought I was in love. And and my she loved to dance, and it, and it was only one honky-tonk place in town, a nightclub, and they played honky-tonk music, and once in a while they played cha-cha and things like that. So that's the only place we had to go, because back then there wasn't any other nightclubs in town. That was it. And so when I was sitting there with her, she was watching this dancer, guy named Pat. He's a dance instructor. And she was, how would I say it, she was fascinated by him. So he came over and asked her to dance. They got up and danced, and that's the time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that why. I wanted to show Pat. His name was Pat. I wanted to show Pat up. So I had, I had a big why. I want my girlfriend back. And but once I became a good dancer, my wives changed because I could get better than, in other words, I realized if you can dance and you're halfway decent looking, you can have just about any woman you want in the bar. Dancing is a very big thing. Yeah, if, if every man would learn that, that it's so important to women to be able to dance and even if they don't like dancing there's essential thing about watching a person mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. in that manner that's right that's
0: so true that's very true so so that we know that's what your why was back then but i know from the time that i met you up until now which is what 20 years later right right i let me see if i can guess your why okay yourself motivating and improving to yourself was a big deal because growing up as a child, as many of us baby boomers grew up in that same generation, we were never good enough, never good enough, never good enough. And you proved not only your your high school coach wrong, your stepfather wrong, your mom in some cases when she said you'll never be able to dance.
1: She said you have no rhythm. Yeah. You just forget about it, Kelly. A-
0: exactly, so you keep having that beat into your head that automatically can create a great why for you and over the years as you've said you become an eclectic in reading and studying and going to all kinds of seminars and learning as much personal growth and development that you could so that you could give back which is what you've been doing is that one of your biggest whys
1: well yeah The, the why is now it's not all about me the why is now about oh i have this this newfound talent. I have accomplished all this. It would be selfish for me not to share that with the world. That's true. Now the why is being able to help people, being able to mentor people, being able to share with them the knowledge that I've spent hundreds and thousands of hours in reading and and studying to be something in this world other than just the flesh and bones. Mm -hmm. And when I leave this world, I want I, I, I don't use the word legacy because that no, but I do <laughs> something you can't you can't give yourself no. But other people would look at not me so much as the legacy, but le- le- legacy, but what it, what I've accomplished, especially the fact that when I won the last tournament back uh, two years ago, uh, I was in recovering from, and I still am recovering from Parkinson's disease. Well, the biggest thing in the world for me is when I was. Prog- when I had the prognosis that I had Parkinson's disease, the biggest thing for me is the fact that I was able to still function as a normal human being. That's very and true. Being an example to other people. Most people that when they are diagnosed with Parkinson's or fibromyalgia that they give up on life.
0: That's because because we've been programmed to give up on life uh, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, just
1: like my one doctor said, don't worry about it because nothing you can do about it. That's all you needed to hear. That's all I needed to know.
0: And you said, watch me and you did and this has been what five six years five
1: years ago Mm -hmm. and it has not progressed at all
0: no no it hasn't you've really kept it at bay but you know what taking good care of yourself all these years has has played a major part
1: oh absolutely
0: and so when these challenges come up that's why we are always on our soapbox doing the best we can to convince people to really take as good care of yourself as you can this is a full time job. I don't know if you realize that or not, but as you start creeping up there in years, especially when you hit 50s, 60s, and now 70s, now 80, right?
1: And 80 is right. Uh,
0: it, you have to, you just have to step up the volume. And I know when I hit my 40s, I had to work out a little bit harder to keep up with the age progression even though we'll be the first ones to say that age is just a number but sometimes i feel i can feel it and i know you can too but we we keep plugging along so that we can mentor you and share some of the secrets really that are behind what we do to live a health healthy longevity is basically what it is is healthy longevity i don't want to be around if i'm not healthy I have a four-year-old grandson. That is my why. In everything I do, everything I say, everything I feel, I live this little human being to the nth degree. And that's the honest to God's truth. And that's why I want to be around for a while and set an example because don't you feel that setting an example for your family, friends, your audience is the way to
1: go? The best gift you can give your family, your friends, best with no competition, is is, is self improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best gift you can give them is a good being a good example. Mm-hmm.
0: And that doesn't necessarily mean doing everything perfect.
1: Because no, my absolute. goodness, we've made can only be a direction.
0: exactly, and we've made mistakes in our lives. But it's how it's how we perceive and what we learn
1: from those mistakes, right? The reward is the journey. Mm-hmm. The reward is the journey, and you can't take that away from anybody that's made it in this life. They mm-hmm. can look back and and see it was the why, the journey that excited them, that they begin to realize they have this champion inside. It's just the biggest. Waste in the world is the waste of human resource. Mm -hmm. The biggest waste is people not achieving something in their lives. That's true. And we all have that phenomenal power. That's right. That's right. And we're also very faith-based. We have a strong
0: foundation with our faith in God.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And that also helps see us through everything. I mean, everything. And I, I... I like to give the examples so that maybe if just one thing, if you glean one thing from our show, because we were blessed with this show, this is a blessing to have the foundation to be able to share what we share with you on our shows and the different guests that we bring in the different special editions. Uh, We've we've had so many different, great, successful shows. And I know you're not here every single Monday, but it's a treat when you are because we're listening to the legacy of the champion sage here because he is now officially 80 years young. So happy birthday again.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So we have a few seconds. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with the champ right here on Primetime.
2: at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. A certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen
0: you don't want to get down do you we still have a half hour to go yeah say hi to everybody this is little Mimi dog <laughs> welcome back into prime time hey we're talking about some really great stuff here you know we're, we're sharing secrets of the champion the legacy Dennis Kelly and I'm Barbara Marvel Kelly the other half Not near uh, the black belt that you are, my friend. (laughs) So we were talking about what it takes to become a champion. Your next book coming out is going to be Master the Champion Within, which is, (coughs) excuse me, all your master secrets. What would you like to share with us in this segment so that our viewers, when they leave the show, they feel better about themselves? Because we were talking about that earlier on on making people feel better about themselves. Some of the things that you can share, that they can use as soon as they turn off the TV and they go and uh, exhibit some of these different things that you want them to implement in their daily life. And they don't have to be a martial artist, right?
1: Absolutely, that martial art is just a metaphor for life, basically, in a sense.
0: Living the martial way. That's right. So give us some more tips, champ.
1: Well, the th- the thing that really is so important is that you learn how to communicate with yourself. Because most people don't know how to communicate with other people because they can't communicate with themselves. And now with the laptops and with the, with the phones, the, I can't even
0: yes. even think of the na-
1: I hate to even think of the name of them. <laughs> iPod app, iPads and iPods and all that <laughs> stuff. They, they lose the art of communicating.
0: Thank you for saying that. It's not a, it's not funny. Really. It's not
1: Yeah, I'll tell you how sad I saw a couple the other day I was eating breakfast this couple in a booth and they're facing each other and they're you know what they're texting somebody and I watched them for a little bit, and then I realized one thing. They're texting each other. Each
0: other? I, we've seen that. Yes, we have. Yeah,
1: <laughs> sitting in a booth face-to-face, face, and they're texting each other. I mean, I'm sure <coughs> they had an argument, and they don't want to talk, and that's the way, but that's still, that's not that's not good. That's not the martial way. martial way is you face your challenge, mm-hmm. you find out what the challenge is, then you find out what solution would be best, and you go to your heart. hmm that's where the key lies, but that's a whole other subject, is going into the heart. Because the fact, we discovered, when I say we, I don't mean myself, but the neurocardiologist discovered that inside our heart is a brain. And that brain communicates with the brain in the head. Now, we have a brain in the gut. We have over 100 million neurons in our intestinal tract. So there's a brain in the gut, there's a brain in the, in the heart, and there's a brain in the head and knowing that realizing that so our emotions they can be controlled by learning to control the heart vibrations your mental can be learned by reading reading successful books of successful people there's an old saying and i use it many many times with all my staff when i was in business is that a reader to be a leader you have to be a reader I love it's very difficult to be a leader if you haven't developed the ability to love to read. There are rare occasions where somebody that doesn't read is a success, but those odds are so much greater that they could be a success if they learn to read. I tried for a long period of time to read a book every other day, or at least at the worst, once a week. You do.
0: He, he has a book in his hand constantly.
1: And when you come into our house, most of the house space is books.
0: Books and dog beds.
1: <laughs> I mean, and it's not to show off or anything. I mean, there's so much knowledge in those books. Mm-hmm. Anytime we have a challenge, I can go to the, our library and pick a book to solve, or as I say to attack that problem and, mm-hmm. and in most cases solve it. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
0: books are key. They really are. And knowledge is key. Like you say all the time, knowledge is power. And we need that power in order to survive in the world. Again, going back to living the martial way, it's like, yes, in the beginning of the show, we were talking about declaring war on disease. I can't tell you how many people we're in contact with that are dealing with one or another health challenge. And these are some of the things that we may face as we add years to our life. That's just the way it is sometimes. But I have also found is perception is everything when it comes to health challenges. As, as, you, as you discovered five years ago, when you were diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, we thought it was the end of the world, only for a brief moment. Only I'm for a brief moment.
1: That. Because what did you say? I said, God, why me? Why me? I take care of myself. I've done everything to make it possible for me to live with a healthy life. And then I thought, God, why not me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a warrior. I can do good with this and show people you don't have to roll over and die because I know I'm either going to cure it or I'm going to keep it from changing my lifestyle. And mm-hmm. it's not going to affect me. And in you're a way doing that. And that you are that. I give up on that. the things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. That's why I came back out of retirement to fight at mm-hmm. seventy eight years of age. And that was two years ago. With Parkinson's disease. Yep. You could see even picture. You see my hand shaking there, so there's no mm-hmm. no doubt about it, it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't allow me to change my goal because I, I had a goal set many years ago that I was going to win the US Open, World Championship in Orlando. Well each major city holds a tournament with NASCA, which is the, the, the big boss of all the tournaments. And I, I had won a first place in every major city except Orlando. Orlando <laughs> U.S. Open was my nemesis. I fought there 25 years and never won a first place. And my goal was to win a first place. And then, came a, then when Parkinson's disease hit me, I thought, oh my gosh, This is affecting my training. This is affecting my attitude. I can't let that happen. So I'm going to set a goal. I'm coming back on retirement and live up my dream. And you did. To win at the U.S. Open.
0: And we're not giving up on your movie either, The Legend of Tango Man, because that is going to be a fantastic movie, whether it's a documentary, um, a series, a TV series, we'll get it done because we just never quit. We don't ever give up. And, you know, you have so much to share when it comes to motivation. I mean, the good times, the challenging times, and then coming out of retirement once again and pulling that off like you did two years ago. And, by the way, he just might do it again this year. So we'll see. Thinking about it. To be continued, right? To be continued. But. Uh, you used as we started out the show talking about the word consistency, and I know a break's coming up here pretty soon. Would you say that all these years that you have won, not just the six world titles, which is huge in itself, but you also had what 13 national titles yeah, as well? Right. Exactly. So consistency, right? Absolutely. Consistency in every single thing you've done. That's right. right. And that's, that, if you, t- if that's your takeaway today, is being consistent, whether it be in business or in your family life, being consistent, raising your children, being consistent, saying, I love you to those that you love. It, it, there, that's a power word, consistency. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a good word. Yeah. Complacency is, if people think I'm complacent, they think that's a good thing. Being complacency, complacent. Uh, can actually be a downward spiral. Yes, it can. When you're compliant, yes. complacent, yes. you're not creating anything big. You're, no. it's like it's like taking a break yeah. to enjoy the accomplishment, yeah. whatever it was. That's fine. But then that break should be temporary because unless you're growing, mm-hmm. like Ray Kroc. Was the founder of McDonald's, said, when you're green, you grow, when you're ripe, you rot.
0: <laughs> I have heard that so many times from you, and it's true. So you keep reinventing yourself.
1: That's a good way of putting it, reinventing and, yeah, yourself. No
0: matter what, no matter what is happening in your life experience. Looking for the
1: golden ring. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, people can be divided into several sections. Mm -hmm. There's 27% of the population are negators. They walk around with their umbilical cord ready to zap you. (laughs) No matter what you say is positive, they have a negative thing to make a comment about it. And they profess sometimes to be your friends, but they sap all the creative energy from us. They depress us and then they'll come when they see you down there, they'll give you the poor poor me thing and in other words, they, they will try to use your emotions to give them energy. Then 60% of the population are waiters. They can't wait for five o'clock to come so they can go home. <laughs> they can't wait for somebody to bring them success. The the waiters, they want everything brought to them. Right. They're not willing to go out and get it. 60% of the population are you waiters. Know, that's
0: a high number. This
1: one company, I forget the name of the company, but they spend millions researching this. This is documented research. Then ten percent of the population are are they're, they're how would I say it? They're aggressively successful. Ten percent are successful, called achievers. The achievers they'll they'll look to try to create a door in a wall. They'll beat their head against the wall, <laughs> and they will in most cases achieve financial success. Achievers will. But the problem is at a great expense. They do it by walking over people, by being rude, crude. Mm -hmm. Or they do it with giving themselves 100%, not taking time for their family to smell the roses. Mm -hmm. So the achievers, the 10% of the population achievers, they usually end up with a lot of sickness. They end up dying early. They end up not living their dreams. And when they do live their dreams, the fact that at what kind of price? Then we have the 3%. That's the ones that we want to put ourselves into. The super achievers. The super achievers, they're readers. They, they love poetry. They love reading. They love growing. They love being somebody. They love helping people. They love helping themselves. The, the super achievers are very rare. The 3% of the population. That's
0: not very much. No. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, it's the way we're genetically engineered. We're genetically engineered to be negative. Mm. Because that's how the Paleolithic ancestors survived, Hold that they were thought. positive. Hold that
0: thought. Excuse me. We'll share that when we come back. And then you just gave me another word that came that we'll share oh, in the God. close of the show. So I stay right where you, you are. Stay here there, Miss Mimi. We'll be right back.
2: At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome into primetime TV show. I'm Barbara Marvel Kelly. With me is Dennis Kelly, and we're going to close this last segment with the word that came to me just beforehand. We've been talking about living the Marshall way. And we've been giving some tips on what actually has worked in our life experience. Because you can live the martial way, whether you're in the ring, in competition, or whether you're in business, or in your personal life. And and you've been doing it in all three, right?
1: Working on it. Right. Absolutely.
0: So the key word that came to me is balance. How do we balance all this?
1: That's the key, the keep your eye on the ball in the air. Remember That's what I'm saying? Yes. We have three things we work on, our body, our mind, our emotions. Mm-hmm. And as I said, like Anna Weiss said, high performance mind is one that at will can reach that state of consciousness, is beneficial for any given state, any circumstance. That takes practice, it takes attention, and as I said too, attention is the weapon of the super warrior. Attention develops concentration. Concentration develops spiritual power. There you have that power. It starts with having a goal, having a reason, having a big why, and realizing that the goal has to be thought with a strong belief system.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: because and you don't have to dwell on it every day, five to 10 minutes at the most. In fact, if you spend 30 minutes to 40 minutes rehearsing your goal, looking at your goal every day, then the, some of the jazz, as I call it, some of the pizzazz of that goal will lose its uh, its its feeling it's it's brilliance so five ten minutes a day once you establish what the goal is five or ten minutes a day working as far as your emotional part of the goal then all the physical mental and emotional things that you do but the key thing is is focusing on at least for five to ten minutes on some of the main parts of the goal the main parts of the goal is like you've already accomplished it what would it feel like to accomplish this goal what would i be doing what would i have those are the why seeing
0: it seeing it seeing that goal actually seeing it
1: and feeling it feeling
0: it in your heart right and knowing what your why is yeah
1: absolutely the why is so important and then the 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 belief system is important because first of all our, our program things get into our program then the programs develop belief systems then the belief system how you believe determines your attitude how your attitude is, it depends upon your action. And how your action is depends upon the results. And in most people's cases, the results go downhill rather than uphill. 77% of the population are negative. Hmm. And that was to survive centuries ago. Sure, That was a survival mechanism. So that's why I, I try to really keep it simple. But the keynote is that self, preservation comes from self-esteem and from all those things that are positive that help us not only help ourselves but other people.
0: And the one thing that keeps rolling around in my brain in case you're thinking about this too is and this is a very loaded question that will be to be continued is our belief system if it's if it's a little tainted or if it's not where we feel hundred percent, I mean, so many of us go through life changing that belief system because life happens. And maybe at one time when we were younger, we had this belief system that was instilled by our folks, by our family, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's handed on down from generation to generation. Well, I saw a belief system when I started raising my children, I changed it for the better and that worked. So if we have someone out there that maybe has some challenges with their belief system, they can change that, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So that fit, fits each of us for whatever is most be- beneficial for the time that that's happening in our lives. Because things change. Things happen, life happens, right?
1: Absolutely. No, you're hitting right where the, the whole focus should be is on those things we just mentioned.
0: Yes. And in the beginning of the show one of the first things that you said when I asked you how how does somebody become a six-time world champion how do you do this over and over and over and one of the first things you said was you you Dennis Kelly at the time needed to identify your own self-image a self-image That you were happy with and that doesn't necessarily mean, you know great hair days and looking all Dabber and svelte and all that it comes from within
1: doesn't it absolutely the champion within and the word champion means many different things sure You know some people this related to a trophy an award, but that champion covers As I mentioned the martial arts is a great metaphor for life Mm -hmm. that covers excuse me, it covers many different things Working on the trilogy that I mentioned, The Mind, the Body, and Emotions. Keeping Mm -hmm. the eye and the ball in the air. That's so important.
0: And that is, gosh, this show has gone by really fast. And that is a really perfect way to close the show. And yes, our shows will be continued. And before too long, we will actually have a program up digitally on Dennis-Kelly.com where you can learn every single secret right at its best. But to close the show, you said it. The mind body spirit the trilogy using the mind as the map the body is the vehicle and the spirit as your fuel if you can write that down give it some thought and I'm sure you're going to be able to come up with a few things of your own if not you can always get a hold of us Barbara Marville Kelly or Dennis Kelly, and we will share that. It's actually in your book, which is on Dennis-Kelly.com, Your Six Steps to the Fountain of Youth, and it talks about that trilogy. I know it's almost overused, the mind, body, spirit, but it works. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today.